When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Give us a text 0457 736 736. Ask us your rugby league questions. But let's get into it. Who are the biggest threat to the Penrith Panthers, Smithy? Uh, well, if you, you know, just looking at the latter, I, I'd say you know, Brisbane. Um, they're, they're playing some pretty good footy at the moment as well. They're very confident. Um, they seem like a really happy, happy bunch. They're getting a stack of players back from um, Origin after you know, last weekend. Flegler's back too. Um, he's back from injury, I think. Um, so you'd say naturally the Broncos. Um, yeah, the Melbourne Storm. They just they, they just keep ticking along as well. Yeah, you know, they're sitting in third spot. So um, took care of Tommy's Roosters on the weekend. So that was <laughs> that was great to see. But um, look, mate. I, look, I, I worked on that game on the weekend. Okay, Dolphins versus. Um, the Panthers, and I, I caught up with a couple of the, <clears throat> the the Dolphins players beforehand, some of my former teammates, and just said, oh, boys, what's the mindset like today and how are you feeling? And, look, they, they were very, very confident and positive about, um, you know, the outcome. That, you know, they, they, were, they thought they were a real good chance. Given they had, what, Penrith had, what, five out? Mm. Um, Cleary injured, of course, and then they had a handful rested after – the origin game, but they, they just, Penrith got out there and they just, as soon as, as soon as they kicked off, the machine just got into motion. Yep. Now they, they remind me a little bit of, you know, the Melbourne storm back in, in, in the heyday where, you know, you know, the, the teams that I played for were sort of described in, in that manner by, you know, the experts and, and sort of looking machine like, and at times, you know, spoken about as, you know, we were a little bit boring to watch. But just watching, the, you know, they they have a, a strong system um, and a game plan that every player is aware of. They they have a strong understanding of and, and a knowledge of. And no matter what player comes into that footy side, they, they play the same role. So whatever jersey number they put on, they play the same role as any other person that comes in and plays that position. So Jack Cogger comes in. And plays the position that Nathan Cleary plays. Now, listen, he's he's not at Nathan's level yet, but he comes in and plays as close a role as he can to the way Nathan plays. So it just what happens is it's it's there's so much consistency about what they do. Yeah, from position to position, um, from week to week, day to day. <clears throat> It's it's just it, it makes things so easy when you have players coming in and out. Now they've got a handful of players playing representative football and it certainly helped them when they've had guys, particularly their key position guys out injured like Luai and, and Cleary. They spent a bit of time off the field, particularly last year. Nathan again this year. He's how long's he been out of the game for now? Seven weeks? Yeah. Yeah. And they've just they've just carried on. I think they've had one loss over this entire origin period, so um, whereas you look at the Dolphins, like they're they're a gutsy footy side, and at a point late in that second half, it looked like they were going to win. 
But, you know, Penrith, they just, they find a way. They find a way to win. And they're a very different side. And I've mentioned this before. Um, they're a very different side to 2020 where they had that sort of, that breakout year where they went on that huge run. They won 17 in a row, made the grand final. They were winning games then off a bit of flair, um, playing really exciting footy, scoring a lot of points. Whereas now, they 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 just defend. They they keep the opposition to a minimal scoreline and then they just they go and score more points than than what they do and then they just pick up the two points and get out of there. Mate, they are so impressive. And as you said, you're right. It's it's just this perfectly oiled machine that whoever puts that that jersey on, mm. they get it done. And I think that it's not just the seven as well. Like a lot of people, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but a lot of people go, oh. You know, the halves, they just do what the system is. But it's the whole team. It's the outside mm. backs. It's the forwards. Every player, mate. Yep. Every player, whatever jersey it is, whether it's two, seven, six, one, whatever it is, they go, okay, <clears throat> outside backs, boys, we all need to make 150 or 200 metres each. Yep. Forwards, we don't need you in the ruck for play one, two, and probably even three. But mm. forwards in defence, we need crazy line speed, crazy line speed. Um, and they just nail it every single time. In regards to who's a challenge for them, look, I think that I think the Broncos are because of the the youthfulness and almost they've got big explosive players uh, in the ruck that can kind of give troubles to a team that like one way to deal with systems is either outgrind them or just have a, a roster that has these crazy superstars in it that can do crazy things. And I think Broncos. Now, they're not as consistent as the Panthers, but the the scary thing about the Broncos when they're on is anyone can score a try in their 13. Whoever it is, they can score a try or create points. And I think that might cause some troubles. And it's also a similar situation with Rabbitohs. I think that mm. if you look at Latrell, Cody, like what's the, um, I guess, kryptonite for good systems? It's players that just have magic in their hand, that just seem to be able to yep. pick moments that come out of nowhere. Um, and then you look at the Storm and I go... Well, okay, maybe in the forwards they might be a little bit light, but they still have Cam Munster. You know, they still yeah. have the magic man there that can push, pull apart a system that you can't really strategize for. Outside yeah. of that, the only other players, like teams that might be able to, would be the Cowboys at full strength. Um, but I'm not really looking at anyone else at the moment that I think could threaten the, the Panthers. Yeah. And, and Parramatta have, have challenged them in the past, but the biggest thing for Parra at the moment, mate, when you're talking about teams that can challenge them, um, you know they've got a really tough end of this year. Yeah, like they they they're playing against a lot of the the top eight sides. They're spending what the next three weeks um, without Mike. Is Mike Asiba got three, or did he get two? Two or three? Yep, I think at three. RC, R, RCG got a month. So like they're Actually. yeah they 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 they've got a a really tough next four weeks mm. and they got to get through that. They actually finish. I think their, their last game of the year, which is the second last round is against Penrith. Yeah. So we'll get a good idea of where they're at now. Uh, uh, sorry, at that point in time. And then they finish with the buy that that could put that buy could possibly get them into the finals. Mm. Yeah. Depending on, you know, results over the next little bit, but um, yeah, oh, look at the moment, just, just at the moment, I, I think, you know, the, if there's three teams off the top of my head, it's going to be, the Broncos, Melbourne, or the Bunnies. Mm. I, I, I'm really interested to see how the Bunnies finish this year. Like yeah. the Trell's been out of the game for what nearly three months. 
it's a, a long it's a long period of time. Mm. So depending on how he's taking care of himself in, in that period of time and the way he comes back, how quickly he gets back into form, um, <clears throat> that that that's going to be the, the the thing for me with the bunnies. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, the bunnies because. You know, Cody Walker coming off that game three, his confidence is going to be through the roof. And yeah. if Latrell's gone away and really worked on his fitness and made sure to stay in good nick, ready to go, mm-hmm. then this could be Rabbitoh's year. It really could. We saw the period of footy where they played where they were the best defensive side in the comp. Yeah. They looked almost unstoppable during that period. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of it all coming together for the Rabbitohs at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're playing some great footy. And, and like you said, like they've got that, They've got that structure in attack that they just – it doesn't matter who you who you play against or what type of defensive system you come up against. They they find a way to pull it apart. Yeah. And it's almost like it that when they're at their best, it looks like they're in a training run. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Like that's Cody crazy. Walker did in game three. <laughs> game yeah, three mate. against the Maroons. <laughs> well, Cody, you know, Cody really felt like watching game one and two that, you know, it's not – a lot of people will say, okay, um, you know, it's all kind of uh, instinctual with Cody. But I think Cody mm. doesn't get enough credit for the way, he, like, his footy IQ. Like, we always mm. look at, okay, this naturally gifted, incredible ball player. But I think Cody Walker's actual rugby league smarts is is underrated, really underrated. Yeah. Oh, mate, he, yeah, like, he understands the game as good as anyone. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're, you know, coming off that, that man in the match performance, he'll be confident sky high. Um, and he'll just that'll that'll go back and, and spread through that group. So they're um yeah, they're 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 a team that really could go all the way this year. It's just a matter of I, I just feel with the bunnies, I just feel with the bunnies, they have to be at their very best. Yeah. Right. And and people might go, Well mate, that's a silly comment. Like everyone has to be I I just think they're a team if they're not at their very best, they're either at their very best or they don't win. Mm. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see them like a Penrith where, you know, they don't play their best football, but they find a way to win. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the Bunnies, they're either at their very best and they and they just smash teams or when they're not, they struggle and more times than not, they lose. Now, the playing futures of Payne Haas and Tino Fasul Malawi. Now, Tino has activated a free agent clause in his contract with the uh, Titans and Haas has also informed the Broncos he will go to the open market. What are your thoughts on the two big fellas, Smitty? Do you think that uh, they may leave or do you think it's a good or bad option? What do you reckon? Well, well, given that Tino's, um, he's activated the free agency clause, that, that, I think that is a little bit concerning for Titans fans. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the captain. If you, if you, if you had no issues with the club and, and you wanted to stay on, then I, I guess you wouldn't activate it. The only the only reason I could think, and, and maybe mate, I might be wrong here, I, I don't know how this all this works, but by activating that free agency clause, does that allow him to then go back to the Titans? Like, let's just say he doesn't want to go, mm. right? He wants to stay, but then does that allow him to go back and renegotiate with the Titans mm. and say, I want, I want more money? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's why he's doing it because there's no doubt from when he first signed to now, like his value's gone up. Yeah, and the salary cap's gone up too. Salary cap's gone his up. Sports. His value's gone up. His, everything is like yeah. So, um, particularly for and I'm talking about his value, particularly for the Titans, his value's gone up. There's no doubt about it. Mate, he's I, in there. He's in their top three players every every game he plays. Mate, he he's improvement because. 
you know, when you're at the tippity top that Tino has been for, you know, two to three years now, mm. you almost go, okay, they're already at the top. They're not going to, they don't need to make much improvement. But I think his improvement, even from last year to this year, he has improved so, so much and taken away a lot of the, um, I felt like early on in his career or a couple of years ago, he'd almost work too hard and get involved in too much defense. And mm. sometimes <laughs> that would cause, he would get a bit fatigued and he would make some errors. I just think he's found such a perfect balance of knowing when to do that. And, and it's such a big part of his game. You don't want to get rid of it. But also knowing when to step back and go, you know, it's going to make my game a little bit sloppy if I get involved in everything. I think he's improved as a player substantially over the last 12 months. Yeah. And, and like that's just his output as, you know, a, a, a front rower, a ruck player in that footy side. Like, and you, But then you go to his leadership as well, like the leadership that he's provided for that the Titans footy club and all the players around him. They're, he's a he's a guy that they look to now. Mm. He's a leader at that footy club. So that, you know, that's, that adds value to <clears throat> his price tag also. And so I'm just wondering whether that's, maybe that's a reason why he may have done that. I'd, I'd hate to see him leave. I'd hate to see him leave because that was, you know, part of the reason why he moved on from the storm was, you know, to be back in Queensland. Um, he, he's from Gympies, you know, only a couple of hours up the road. So um, he's back here. He's got a young family. Um, and I, I know he really enjoys living up in the Sunshine State. I'm just, it's its funny how these two guys have sort of gone onto the open market at the same time because I'm just wondering if, if Payne was to move on, surely the Broncos have a crack at Tino. Mm. Mate, surely. Oh, mate, absolutely. You're, you're, mate, you're the Brisbane man. Well, look, I'm, I, would you? What you'd be mad not to, wouldn't you? Absolutely, you'd be mad not to. You'd be absolutely crazy not to. I think, in regards to the Payne Hass situation, um, I think that he'd almost be a bit silly to not test his value on the open market. It's not like he's activating any kind of clause. Um, you know, he may win Dally M this year, so I can totally understand it. I think he's earned the right to do it. But I'd be very surprised if he leaves. He's been a huge part of this rebuild at the Broncos and. Okay, he might get a bigger monetarial contract somewhere else. But I tell you what, if you're at the Brisbane Broncos and you're winning premierships, there's no – and yes, I'm biased, but there's no better club to be winning premierships at because it's the biggest – easily the biggest club in the, the competition in regards to the revenue generated, in regards to its fan base. Mm-hmm. When I was playing, it was the biggest sporting franchise in the country, bar none. Yeah. And so – and that's obviously I was, you know, off the back of Giants. It wasn't obviously had anything to do with it, but Payne, <laughs> I actually detracted from it ever since then we've gone downwards. But Payne Haas has the ability to get the club and Brisbane back to that point. Whereas I just don't think, yeah. I don't think any other club can compete in regards to off field opportunities in regards to how big the club is. And so, you know, he's a, he's going to get a good wicket. Like I, I assume he'd get around the million dollars when he, you know, the salary cap goes up. Uh, but yep. B, I just don't know what other clubs could offer that the Broncos couldn't. Like I just don't. Well, mate, a couple of the, I guess, a couple of the powerful Sydney Sydney clubs could. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking they're the, they're they're the only ones really that could compete with, and they have you know strong commercial um, opportunities away from the footy club that they could you know beef up salaries and and also you know maybe some opportunities away from football as well that you know we see a lot of particularly the, the elite players getting involved in, you know, small businesses and, and whatnot. They want to whatever. But um, they're, they're the only ones I, I, I see competing with a Broncos as far as what they can offer. Like, as far as football's concerned, 
their football's only improved like mm. the Broncos. So I don't know why you'd be looking to move. If it's if you're searching for a premiership, I think he's in a perfect spot. And he'd be responsible for that. You know, he's he a was, huge part of yeah, it. Yeah. A huge part of it. So like if he's looking to move and and we don't know, like this he hits the open market. Sometimes sometimes players go in the open market for different reasons, can be some are genuinely looking to move on and others are just trying to, you know, field offers just to bump their price up because the the current club they're at, they're just they're not budging. Mm. So if you apply a bit of pressure to, you know, your current club by fielding offers offers from other, you know, rival clubs, then all of a sudden, you know, you've got something like a bargaining chip to use and say, well, listen, that's on the table over there. What what can you give me? Mm. You need to you need to give me some sort of upgrade of where I'm at at the moment. Um, it's it's a bit of a bargaining tool at times, which is going back to you know that that free agency clause that that Tino's activated has he done that just to try and bump up his price of the Titans I don't know like we we don't know like we can't speak on the specifics of these contracts only these guys know when they're agents and and whatnot but um yeah I just looking looking at both situations um particularly with Payne you know he's at a, a strong footy club it's on the up he's got a great squad around him um and in in a lot of ways too you could say the same thing about Tino like they're getting Des Hasler next year. Um, I'd like to think that you know he's going to do some great things at that footy club too. Yeah, I, mate, I agree. Especially with the Payne Haas situation, I just think like yeah, for sure, other clubs can definitely offer something. But a premiership at the Brisbane Broncos, bringing them back to the biggest sporting franchise in the country, I just don't know what other club could yeah. compete with that uh, in regards to the long like the the off field stuff that it. it Presents it you. brings afterwards. Oh, mate. It yeah, would be the opportunities, mate. It'd be absolutely incredible for pain. So, but who knows? You know, there are so much more to rugby league than just, you know, opportunities after rugby league and money. It could be a family thing. It could be a happiness thing. There's so much that goes into it. So yep. hopefully we'll see what the boys are going to do uh, soon. But, you know, two incredible players with such a big future. I can't wait to see the next 10 years of them playing a bit of rugby league. But after the break, we're going to keep talking all things rugby league, inclu- including... What's happening in, at the West Tigers and previewing the round?